I mean, everybody's problems are, are big to them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metal Works, joined by my co-host Roy, the psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. Today, we are joined by one of the strongest, most badass motherfuckers I know, <laughs> Mr. Tommy Matthews from Crooked River Forge. How the hell are you, Tommy? I am good, man. It's good to be back here with you guys. It's been a while. Yeah, for those of you guys listening, we interviewed Tommy April 2020. I went back and looked at it because I knew it was going to. Yeah, so two two years ago. Two years ago to the month. That's crazy. A lot of shit has happened. And Tommy, straight up, Chris has been fighting me the entire time to get you back on. He's like, there's (laughs) no way. No way. We've already won and done, bitch. No way. (laughs) So. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Tommy, Tommy is a knife maker from uh, West Virginia. I don't know exactly what part. I can't remember. Very high up north. Very high up north, West Virginia. Um, Tommy, you've been through it in the last two years since we talked to you last. Yeah, man. I mean, I think pretty much the last time we talked, I hadn't even been diagnosed with with this cancer bullshit yet, if I remember correctly. No, not at all. That is correct. Yeah. And so then I, uh, this, uh, I turned this 50 out of the blue, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, man. I, I turned 50 and the wheels uh-huh. just freaking fell off, man. Shit. Well, give us uh-huh. a little insight on the, what, what happened and how it all came about. I know there's a, you put a lot out there for everybody on Instagram, which is awesome. I commend you for that because a lot of people, when they're going through something like you are, you, I would just shut down. Yeah. You know, at first I did, you know, people were asking me what's up, dude. And I just, I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to, you know, explain, you know, it was kind of embarrassing because it was colorectal cancer and I'm like, you know, it it was messed up. And then once I wrapped my head around it, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace this and and maybe it'll help some people down the road kind of a thing, you know, tell my story, give people hope, that kind of thing. It's pretty amazing once you open yourself up to a certain level of vulnerability, how many people come out of the woodwork and go, I'm so proud of you. I'm going through the same thing or, you know, it's on a much, much smaller scale. When I said I was a one year sober, I can't believe how many messages I got about that. I just I'm so proud of you. Stay strong. You know, that sort of thing. I can't even imagine what you've gone through and the, and the messages and the emails and the conversations that you've had with some, some people. And I'm sure that you've helped. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that you've helped these people. Yeah. I mean, from the messages, I get it. It really seems like it. And especially, you know, I put that, those pictures out the other day of what, you know, what I actually look like now. And that was hard. That was hard for me. But, uh, the response was amazing. I thought for sure I was going to get blocked with that. About that picture, what the fuck cancer thing? No, I'm talking like with, with my bags and my ostomies, you know. Oh, okay. The so I couldn't look at that too much because it was pretty gnarly. But <laughs> explain, okay. So let's let's, if you don't mind, we'll walk through this a little bit because it's it's interesting yeah. to me for one that as strong as you are and as uh, giving to the people as you are because. You're looking at this community that you've built on Instagram with myself, Roy, the podcast, the people listening, 
and you're you're taking it in as like not followers, but they're almost friends and family. To oh you. yeah, man. Yeah. yeah totally. So you're putting out all this shit, whether it be graphic or not, it's real life. And yeah. To you know, to the normal person from the outside looking in, they think they got problems when they can't pay their insurance or something. You know, it's like all that shit is meaningless when it comes to your life, right? Right. I mean, yeah. you essentially, from what I gathered, just again from the outside looking in, you thought you were gonna die. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a good chance. I mean, I mean, I waited a little bit too long. Yeah. To go get checked out, and uh-huh. I was stage four cancer right out the gate. Um, it had already spread into my liver and, uh, they told me originally that they, they couldn't do anything with the liver. And then next thing I know, they're like, all right, we got scheduled surgery for your liver. I was like, Whoa, what just happened? You know, I thought we had, uh, so did you get a new liver? No, basically they took 40% of my liver. Okay. But your liver will regenerate itself. And within six to eight weeks, it was back to normal. They said, what? Shit. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Jeez Louise. So what kind of walk us through you, you? I know you mentioned you said you turned 50 and then you waited too long. But like what what happened to you where where you were like, shit, something's wrong? Um, that was pretty much it. I started <laughs> shitting blood. And, OK. Uh, I was like, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I started a lot of pain. Like I could hardly stand for any uh-huh. period of time. And uh-huh. Nikki was just like, dude, you got to go get checked out. Yeah, that's crazy. And then you go yeah. get a, I, I'm assuming a colonoscopy. Exactly. And, and they're yeah. like, you're fucked. <laughs> Pretty well, much. You know, I mean, they said they removed, I think, two polyps. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And one, you know, was suspected that, you know, it could have some cancer. So, yeah. you know, they sent that off to be biopsied and whatnot. And sure enough, when they came back and said, yeah, you definitely got a tumor down there. Um, any Any family history of this? Um, my grandfather had prostate cancer. Uh huh. My dad had throat cancer, but he smoked like a chimney for yeah. you know thirty mm-hmm. years, freaking two packs a day. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no real. You know, I've got a cousin that's going through um, prostate cancer. Um. So this really hits you out of the blue. Well, yeah. And, and you turned fifty, and honestly, dude, just I went back and scrolled through and looked at some of those pictures and posts and stuff. You looked great. I mean, you look good now, but like you hit 50 and you're like, you're on top of the game. Your thing is going really well. You're fit. Things are just cruising along. And then whammo. I mean, I just, I can't imagine what that was like getting the news. And then your world turned upside down almost immediately. Yeah. You know, somebody, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day when my basement flooded. Three feet of water. Yeah, and, uh, can you catch a hell? fucking break? God. The, week, the weekend before that was a hot water tank. You know, I, I mean, it's just dude. it's just one after another. But you know, this guy, we're standing out there bullshitting while the basement's draining, and and uh, he's like, "Dude, how has this been for you?" He's like, "One minute you're on top of the world, next minute you're like freaking fighting for your life." Yeah. And I was like, "You know what, dude? Like, it's funny that you say that because two years ago, before this all started, everything was going so great." I mean, mm-hmm. the business was thriving, you know, going down the blade, kicking ass down there. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Nikki by my side. I was like, man, everything is going so freaking good. What the fuck is going to happen? You know, so, <laughs> something bad. You had a premonition. Happens, right. I mean, something always happens. Like, when's the fucking bottom going to fall out? Yeah. yeah. And then it, it did. 
yeah. and hard, like in yeah. the worst possible way. It wasn't just like, oh, my alternator went out on my truck. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Fucking cancer. Yeah. Man. Uh, um, so Nick, I, I met Nikki at Blade Show. You mentioned her in a lot of your posts. Just can you can you talk about her for a minute? Like just how awesome and solid she's been. Dude, I mean, she she totally took care of me. Um, she did things that I wouldn't even, you know, ask right. a nurse nurse to do. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, once I got home, I was pretty much a, at her mercy to take care of me, and I couldn't yeah. get up off the couch on my own power. <laughs> you know, I had to be helped up every time I wanted to stand. Um, and she just was was there the whole freaking step of the way, man. Well, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because we've talked about this numerous times on the show. Is that Behind every successful maker, knife maker, whatever, there's always a spouse right there. And just seeing all of your stuff, I, it just it's hard to think about going through that with without someone by your side. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. Horrific to even you know think about that. I don't think I could have done it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I don't think most people could. Yeah, I really don't. I and the really fact don't. that she stayed, you know now you know and i uh, gave her i gave her the option you're you know, a fucking catch <laughs> goddamn <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm i'm fucking literally broke dick now you know what i mean i mean my yeah. shit doesn't work anymore and you know yeah. she's she's a young beautiful woman and i was like dude this isn't fair to you you know i mean if you want to you want to split and you know mm-hmm. yeah seek other options and she she didn't that's awesome man that's awesome. Good. Yeah. So you you got like Roy said, your world flipped upside down. What has the um, response been? Because I know you, in between all this, as crazy as it is to me, I mean, there's people in this generation now that are coming up and working out in the shop. If they get a fucking headache, they take a week off. <laughs> but you're going into the hospital, getting major surgeries and and tests done and everything, and then you're squeezing time back in the shop. So yeah. what is what is the response then to because I see you make posts like, oh sorry if you ordered a knife you might be a little late. You know what I'd say? I'd just say fuck it, you're not getting your knife. But what I is got the more response been from to deal with. exactly like from your customers or your friends or people that are ordering knives from you or that were ordering uh, that had orders in prior to this happening? Has everybody been cool? I'm assuming everybody. Yeah, been, man. All right. I mean, I uh, I. Once I found out, I had a huge order. I mean, this one guy ordered like 52 knives for oh Christmas. Oh, my God. For Christmas wow. for his company. You know, two knives for each guy. Wow. And I, I, I mean, I was slammed. <laughs> I was literally slammed. But yeah. treatment was just getting started. I was going through a little bit of chemo when that first was, was all going on. Uh-huh. I, I got all the orders done. And that's when I decided, like, when I got caught up and I had zero orders, I was like, all right, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm done taking orders. Um, moving forward, I'm just going to make what I can make, either put it up for auction or put it up on my website, you know. Yeah. And and the freedom with that is great because, you know, I, I make what I want to make. Yeah. And, you know, handle material. I do what I want to do. So that's that's a pretty awesome thing. But I get it. Some people want custom stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was just trying to squeeze in auction stuff as, as much as I could in between. Cause I mean, this is my job. I, you know, yeah. I have money coming yeah. in. This was um, your source of income, your main source of income. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, people were great. A buddy of mine set up a GoFundMe and and raised a, a, a shit ton of money that really helped us out. Um, you know, so we 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 never had to worry about eating or having the house payment or any of the car payments or anything like that taken care yeah. of. It it was all great. Um, but now I'm I'm back to that point. That's why I did that pre-sale because I was like, all right, we we need to raise some money here and, and get things back on track again. So I did a yeah. pre-sale. And that went like crazy. Like I couldn't believe how many knives I sold in like two days. Wow. That's amazing. That's ridiculous. Great, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, shit, I got like 50 knives to make, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that was before I, f- I had this meeting with the doctor the other day. And now I'm like, shit, now I got to get surgery again. So now I'm back in this crunch time where I want to try and get my slate clean mm-hmm. just in, just in case something happens. I mean, they said this is going to be a, a, a really tough surgery. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with this surgery because they're going back through scar tissue that was yeah. already, mm-hmm. you know, healed up and all that shit. So um, they're bringing in a specialist, which, you know, the VA has been great. Um, some of the best doctors uh, available to me have been, you know. Um, you deserve it, God damn it. You served <laughs> our fucking country. Right. Well, I appreciate that. But I mean, I'm looking at it like, what, what, do, what can I do for our country now at this point? Why waste all this on me when there's, dude, you know, there's, stop it, stop that shit right now. You can make fucking knives. <laughs> you can make whatever you want. You're, you're yeah, a but, beacon of inspiration and hope, Tommy. Don't be yeah, fucking sure. modest here. Come on. All right, man. I, I appreciate <laughs> it, but I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't see it. Like all the money that was spent, all the, you know, I had. They said this was the hardest and most involved surgery that the Pittsburgh VA has ever done. Wow. Three different teams of doctors <sighs> operating like, okay, tag, you're it, you know. Yeah. And Good God. I literally was in there at like six o'clock in the morning and, and Nikki said, I think I came to around like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Holy shit. So when Give us the what's God. the time frame, Tommy, that this all happened from when you went in for your first initial surgery and everything started. The the bottom fell out, so to speak. What's yeah? Was it a year ago? Um, it's probably pushing a year and a half, two years now. Um, okay. You know, I turned fifty in July that year, and then uh, I think August, September is when I found out. Um, you know, so like six the, months after being on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. And then crazy. the whole freaking COVID thing happened, like right when this was all starting to, yeah. to take yeah. off. And uh, I had a COVID scare at the beginning. So they delayed chemo for like, I don't know, three or oh, four Oh, I remember weeks. that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and, and Nikki had it, you know, and I was laying right next to her. And I still, to this day, three times I've been exposed to people that have had it and I still have not gotten it. Knock on wood. A beacon of hope. COVID don't want nothing to do with you, Tommy. <laughs> like, <laughs> too badass, man. It's like, right? well, that guy, he's got too much shit going on. Seriously. It? He's got so, the cancer. I'm not fucking with him. Yeah. The reason I wanted to know the time frame is because we're a year and a half into this, and you're you're still battling this shit. You're going, you just said you got results back from a urologist, and you got something else going on. You got to get more major surgeries. And you're still like... I'm making knives. I'm as soon as I get back from the surgery, I'm going back out in the shop. That's yeah, been the man. most fascinating thing to me. Yeah. Is fo- like I, I hate to say, like I've been following your up and down, but it's been a fucking roller coaster, man. Yeah. And then every opportunity you have, you're in the shop making knives, 
the positivity is just off the charts. How do you fucking do it? How do you do Even it? Even when you're laying in the hospital bed, you're fucking thumbs up and with a tube hanging out of your nose. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe being in the shop just takes my mind off of it all. Yeah. Because I, I literally. That's fair. I don't think about it when I'm there. You know, mm-hmm. all I think about is tax task at hand. And, uh, right. you know, I, I, I busted out a couple of Damascus billets that I think are going to be pretty badass. Um, nice. And, you know, because I've been. I did this whole branding change, got the new maker stamp today. Yeah. I got that. um, I've been waiting on it to come in, so I haven't been working on the orders. So I was like, well, I can't just sit here and do nothing. I got to do something. So, yeah. um, Most people would do nothing. I'm saying (laughs) I would fall into that category. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My wife, my wife would, (laughs) would totally agree with that. She's like, if you get a cold, you're down for the count. So, I mean, just i don't even know what to say like the, the amount of shop time that you had through all this it's uh it's it's crazy it's fucking crazy how you just keep literally keep grinding yeah it's man. impressive thank you what do you what do you think the drive is tommy obviously you don't want to die not to be morbid <laughs> so that's a little bit of it well there's that yeah um i don't like i said man it 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 helps take my mind off of everything that's going on. Um, yeah. It makes me feel like I'm I'm needed, like I'm contributing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially to the household, but also to like, um, you know, I do have a bunch of of supporters and a bunch of I don't I don't want to call them fans, but I I guess they are fans of my friends. Work. They're friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, community man, community. Um, and I don't want to let them down, you know, and I I yeah. don't want to be forgotten and swept under the rug either you know i felt like if i'm not out there doing it and creating content putting out you know blades then i'm just gonna you know vanish in the wind i mean there's there's new makers every freaking day like yeah you you know so you want to leave a legacy behind i i guess so i mean like a crooked river forge don't forget the name yeah, I mean, that kind of shit. That, maybe that's not my end goal, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's a cool thing to think about, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And in today's instant gratification, everything at your fingertips, it's really easy to be forgotten. I even said that people forgot about Vintage Axe Works, and I was out of the shop for one month. And I told my wife that on. <laughs> I wish it was Monday. longer. <laughs> but seriously, and and you, and once once people's disengage, and I'll, I'll give a personal example. I stopped following. Oh, I'm not going to say who. All right, yeah. it doesn't matter. People. I, I stopped following a particular person, and then you know six months go by, and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy up to? Is he still doing stuff? And yeah. I get on, I start trolling. I'm like, he hasn't stopped. And and people, you know, they genuinely they they don't stop. But people just move on, and it's so easy for people just to forget and move on. Right. And you're yeah. and you're going. I didn't fuck like nothing's changed. I'm still cranking shit out. Yeah. yeah. So. But I have I've turned down a lot of people for custom work, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I I just figured those people were gonna go away. There's you know, the, okay, fine. You don't want to make the knife for me? I'll go find somebody else. Yeah. But those people are still coming back. Like, Hey, are you ready yet? You know, can you, can you do it yet? I'm, I'm That's still, gotta be kind of reassuring, man. Yeah. I mean, when you get back to like 100% again, you know, you got this backlog of 
orders and custom knives that people want done. That's kind of cool, man. That's really, that's really, I would say you're almost your, your legacy or your name is already established. If people are, you know, being like that, like where they, when you're ready to start working again on my stuff, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's, that's gotta be a good feeling, man. It, it was huge because yeah. like I said, you know, when I first came back, I was like, man, I, I don't know if these auctions are going to fly. I mean, are there going to mm-hmm. be people bidding on them? And I mean, it was ridiculous how fast these things were like selling. And I loaded up my website with a bunch of knives, right. You know, um, in between it was, I think before Christmas, I can't remember the exact timeline, but I I put a bunch of shit up on my website and was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. And I mean, it was Mm -hmm. like two days, everything was gone. I was like, holy shit, man, this is crazy. Like people didn't forget. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have, we can't forget about your, your, I, I personally have never met him, but Josh Scott, yeah, he's man. been like your biggest, like, you know, supporter and like, uh, obviously not as big as Nikki, but you know, <laughs> Josh is out there in Instagram, yeah. throwing it down, you know, reposting all your shit. Like, let's give Tommy some love. And I know Roy and I, we always, at the end of every episode, we send out love to you, or at least try to, if I remember, because my scatterbrain with that, but we're always thinking about you too. And, um, you know, regardless if we uh vocalize it to you i think myself roy included and the the people listening we're always thinking about you and honestly when somebody's in a situation like yours and you're going through all this shit with because i know your mental health has to fatigue a lot along with your body Mm -hmm. i i could understand why i think you even did a post one time like guys leave me the fuck alone i'm okay yeah yeah because i I don't want to be like are you okay man are you okay okay because you got enough shit going on you don't need to re- worry about every Tom, Dick, and Harry on fucking Instagram or whatever social media platform saying, are you okay, man? It's like, no, yeah. I'm not okay, but I want to fucking deal with this by myself, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it kind of got a little bit hectic for tough. me. Like, that, yeah. that that surgery, I'm laying there in the hospital, and, you know, I try to do a post <laughs> to let everybody know what's going on. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. then I would get messages right after that. How's it going, man? I'm like, dude, I just just posted it. Yeah, you know? like, that's yeah. how things are going. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have anything else other than that to tell you right now, except I can't even hardly look at this phone because I'm like dizzy. Yeah. I'm throwing up. You know, I'm, I mean, it was freaking miserable, dude. Right. Was that just because of the reaction to the surgery, the chemo, the medicine, just or everything? So this surgery that I had to have done. So, you know, they took my bladder, my prostate, uh-huh. um, a large section of my lower intestines. And after you remove all that stuff, they had to like take this muscle from my knee all the way up to my groin out of my thigh and my leg to build like a shelf up inside me to hold all my organs. What that are left? Fuck. Yeah. Is that why, did you, did you have in your story or something, a big slit up your leg or something? Yeah. yeah Is that what the, that was from? That's the scar from that. I, yeah. I'm Holy sorry. I couldn't look at that. Shit. <laughs> so <laughs> when they had me in bed, they uh-huh. had me inverted. So my head was, was tilted down Yeah. so that my organs would not be pressing against all that new work that they uh, did. Oh okay. my God. I I'm wasn't sorry. eating anything. Cup. And that caused my stomach. Your stomach is constantly creating bile, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To break down food. Right. Well, because I was laying in that inverted position, it wasn't going through my intestines. So the only other place it could go was up. Out you know. your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
You can and get I mean, graphic. It's okay. We're yeah. talking about a hard topic. It's okay. It was the most disgusting green bile yeah. looking. I mean, it smelled so bad. And yeah, it, I mean, it was uncontrollable. You know, it just. It's like the the last part after you after you're puking and then you just start dry heaving and all that. Well, that fucking acidic shit comes up. Yeah, Whoa. you know how bad that hurts your stomach. Like yeah. you're, you're cramping. Picture yeah. having having a scar from the top of your freaking junk all yeah. the way to the bottom of your belly button. That's oh. a fresh scar, and you're and like you're, you're, you're dry heaving. Wow, yeah, man. holy shit! And I'm so thinking, crazy. man, I'm gonna rip out stitches. This is yeah. not good. So dial us in on timeline. You have the surgery. Recovery time in the hospital is how long? Um, I think I was in there for 10 days. So straight up, was that the 10 worst days of your life? Um, it, it was, it was, definitely I mean, it's gotta up be up there. there. It's gotta be up <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, fuck. the, the unit that they had me in was like a step down from ICU. Uh-huh. So I had like the nurse, you know, she had like one other patient and I had a room to myself. Um, you know, it, it was, it was the most rest that I've ever gotten in a hospital. And then, like, I had one day left to go, and they put me down in Gen Pop, mm-hmm. and my roommate You're was not this old time. dude. I don't think they call it Gen Pop in <laughs> <at> the hospital. <laughs> I don't think it's called Gen Pop in a hospital. I'll tell you what. If you've ever spent some time on the regular floors in the VA, you would, oh, you would yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, Gen Pop? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have so, so. And here's Maybe the thing. Gen Pop. <laughs> my roommate, uh-huh. dude, I don't know how old this guy was. He was a Vietnam yeah. vet. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I get in there late in the day. It's like bedtime. So, you know, lights out, blah, blah, blah. This dude had hip surgery. Uh-huh. And they had a bed alarm set on his bed. Oh, Jesus. And every five minutes, this dude is up out of bed, like trying to get dressed. So he's butt, butt naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, nobody's coming. This alarm's going off. I'm trying to freaking sleep. So I would call the nurse and I'd be like, dude, he's up again. Like somebody please come get this guy back in bed right they this went on all freaking night long i got no freaking sleep the next morning dude freaking gets up bed alarms going off he comes around the corner he's fully freaking dressed coat in hand he's like all right i'll see you later i'm like (laughs) wait and he just had a hip replacement surgery yeah dude was even walking he was not even on a cane or a walker or nothing they were, they and were I was like, built different back then. I said, <laughs> they were dude, built you different. can't, you can't just leave. So <laughs> he's he like, watch me, door. bitch. Dude, he goes out the door and I'm like, I call the nurse station. I'm like, Hey, you know, Mr. So-and-so he's on the move. And I'm like, this, <laughs> this guy's <laughs> dressed. Like he could walk right by half the people in there. Yeah. But they finally shit. tracked him down. They brought him in. They had to get a freaking nurse to come and sit with him. And he comes in the room and he's like, you busted me out, didn't you? Oh, my God. Like, ah. That's why he's calling it Gen Pop. Did he say, <laughs> did he say snitches get stitches? Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, Doc, you got to get me out of here. I don't know if I'm going to make it through another night. This guy's right? going to freaking take me he's out. He's going to shank me in the fucking middle of the night. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. So as bad as you've had it, what – like, like I said before, there's a lot of people out there that get a headache and take a week <clears> off. As bad as you've had it, like in this last year and a half, what what message would you have for people that are out there? Maybe they're struggling to even get in their shop and just get motivated or inspired. And here you you're battling cancer literally still and you're still wanting to do stuff out in your shop. Like, what can you like 
what not not hope or an inspiration or something cheesy, but what what drives you to keep going? Obviously, we talked about you, you know, leaving a legacy behind, not wanting to be forgotten, your income. But like for the normal person out there that's maybe struggling in life with something that's minute compared to what you're going through, what would you what would you say to that person? I mean, everybody's problems are, are big to them. Right. Know? So you got to take Damn. that into consideration. Guys, that's God, pretty I good. Got, I just I mean, got it's simple, but it's true. That. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. God, it's so simple and true. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Everybody's problems are big to them. You're right. Yeah. Ugh. So, you know, I mean, if, if you're the type of person that gets a headache that puts you on your knees and you don't feel like working and yeah. being around loud machinery and, you know, everybody shops different, but everybody shop. I see a lot of people wear headphones and shit, you know, because yeah. it is loud. Um, mm-hmm. I hate for people to sneak up on me, so I don't like to wear any kind of headphones <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. There's been so many times I almost beat somebody with a baseball bat. Oh, I bat know, man. <laughs> Believe well, you me. Hear, you hear the shop door shut. You're like, what the hell is that? Because your back's turned towards it. Yeah, exactly. I've done man. that before. But not necessarily just – I'm talking about somebody – maybe they're struggling with mental health issues. Maybe they're struggling physically. But you've actually – because, like Roy said, is that, is that your dog? Roy? Yeah, like, that sounded like some ears flapping. Yeah, Welcome dude. to Joey. <laughs> when uh, when you turned 50, you were looking good, man. You were fit. Everything was rocking and rolling. You've literally – I mean, how much weight have you lost, Tommy? Um, if we can talk about that. All right, so my normal running weight was around 165 pounds. That's yeah. your not, fighting not, weight. Your fighting yeah, weight. Your fighting not weight, a, yeah. Yeah, not a big guy by any means, but right. that was what my, my weight was. Um, and I started, you know, people started making comments like, man, you're really looking like you're losing some weight. And I was like, it was a super hot summer that year. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, oh, I, I'm to just be honest with off. you, me and Roy said the exact same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. dude, he's losing like massive weight. Yeah. So when I came out of this last surgery, I was 108 pounds. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Like I wrestled 110 in, in junior high. That's, that's wow. where my weight was, you know? And I'm like, like right now, I'm only up to like 125. It's just I've always been a hard gainer. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I weighed in sixth grade, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 125 pounds. <laughs> 125 pounds. Jesus. Yeah, man. I'm Crazy. I'm still pretty much skin and bones, but yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, so I'm are coming you able back. to? I know you have. Uh, I don't want to use the wrong terminologies. Is it a colostomy bag or? Well, you I you have, just did it the other day. What, what, yeah, what's going man. on there? So I've got I've got two bags. You know, uh-huh. I've got one for the urine and one for the shit. So okay, okay. But are um, you able to retain? Uh, I guess my question is: Are you able to retain? Because I don't know anybody that's going through, nor have I ever known anybody that's going through something like you. Are you able to eat normal food and retain like nutrients and shit? I mean, can, basically, can you put that weight back on if you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, it's it's coming slowly but surely. The, okay. the diet was a struggle at first. Now things are starting to loosen up. You know, I'm yeah. pretty much eating whatever I want. Um, started. So what were you on like some sort of liquid diet or something? No, or it was just was it? I did not feel like eating. Like ah, mm-hmm. you okay. know, I I just I felt every time I ate I got sick, so I didn't want to eat because I didn't want that feeling. Gotcha. Right. You know, and so that and was another was, thing that attributed to losing weight is you were yeah. just literally your body's like fuck food. I'm too yeah. sick to eat. Gotcha. Yeah. And Nikki was trying to get me to eat, and you know, I just sorry, baby, I can't. Like yeah. You know, but uh, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, you know, I've been going out to dinner and I saw that. Nice. You got yeah. some bourbon, treating yourself, yeah, treat yourself. Yep, yep. You got to right. So exactly. how does that all react with everything that's going on inside of you? Is everything back? I mean, I know it's not normal, 
but are we getting kind of a sense of normalcy with as far as your intestines, your colon, and all that stuff? Or well, I don't have a colon anymore um, at all. I, yeah, obviously, I have what they call they call it a Barbie butt. So they basically okay. sewed the whole thing shut. Like, gotcha. nothing back there anymore. So you're gonna have a bag um, the rest of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. This okay. is irreversible. Um, okay. So this is this is the new me. Gotcha. Um, so when whenever they laid it out to you and they said we're going to do this this and this and you're going to have a, a Barbie butt and all this like in that moment did they actually you, say Barbie butt? I yes, mean, she sound, did. I, and I was like, <laughs> can we call it Ken? Like, can we call it Ken? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want. If I come out of this surgery looking like a Kardashian, I'm. Oh my dead. god! No one wants that popping ass. Come on, dude. Funny thing is though, like, the first thing that I asked the doctors in the morning after the surgery, I was like, "Do I still have nuts? Like, did, did yeah. you?" Because I couldn't yeah. tell. You know, I didn't, right, I didn't right. know what was going on down so there. You got so much cut up down there and sewn yeah. back together. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, they yeah, laugh? you still got those. Okay. They just don't. They don't work, but you got them. Right on. Yeah. So in the moment when they say this is our strategy, so I want I have two questions here. How did you feel in that moment? And then after they tell you, how long was it before they actually put you into surgery for you to sit there and think about it and just go, oh fuck, my life is my life is different. Yeah, I mean it. It was like I wanted to break down. Yeah. At first, and yeah, uh, I kind of soaked it all in and. You know, she said, this is your best chance for survival. She said, if we do nothing, you know, because after the first chemo and all that, yeah, I was feeling great. Even after the liver surgery and everything, I felt great. And that's when I got back into the shop. And mm-hmm. I, at that point, I, I got back up to 135 pounds. And, that was eighth uh, grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. But, uh. Have you so, seen Chris? That you I'm, don't I'm need big, to say I'm anything. I'm big boy, Tommy. I'm big boy. <laughs> he he well, wants to say I don't have a Barbie ass. No, Chris has always <laughs> wearing husky size fucking pants. Yes, sir. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so, so you were you were you were like, this is it. I do this shit. I mean, did you ever have that point? Again, not to get morbid, but it seems like you're you're okay with talking about all this now. Were you ever like, fuck, I'm gonna die? Was it um, ever to that point, or were you just always like, I'm going to see this through, I'm getting through to the other side? I won't say that I felt like I was going to, but I yeah. felt like I wanted to. I wanted gotcha. it to be over. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's oh, understandable. Yeah. yeah I That's was crazy. But I, I, I guess stunned. you see Nikki sitting there, and you're like, and you have kids. You guys have kids, right? They're, so, they're her kids. She's got right, twins. Right, but, um, but I remember girl, from but, the yeah. last episode, you said you guys kind of all came together as a big family, and yeah. you're probably looking at all this, the big, the, the big picture, like you said, and we're just like, I can't leave yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. it's crazy, man. You're a strong dude. So, so they tell you all this stuff from then until first major surgery. How long are we talking? For you to like sit there and really think about how, yeah. how much of a life change you're going to have to go through yeah well like i said that they sprung the liver surgery on me because at first it was supposed to be we're going to do chemo you -hmm. know we can't really do anything with the liver then we're going to try radiation then we're going to operate on the tumor and you know there was so much back and forth and so much different doctors that you're dealing with um 
you know, at, at times they give you glimmers of hope, like, oh, shit, man, this is this is going to be OK. They're going to take this tumor out and everything's going to be back to normal again. Um, and then, you know, you get the bad news. Well, you yeah. know, we're, we're taking that and then we're going to take this and then we're probably actually going to have to take this, too, which when it was all said and done. <laughs> Am I going to have anything left? They sent my prostate out for to check it after everything, you know, was, was out and there yeah. was cancer in there too. So, you know, I was, I was, just, I was pretty full of it. They even had yeah. to scrape some off the pelvic wall inside, inside me. They scraped some Jesus cancer dude. cells off of there, but I got the all clear, no cancer, you know, a couple weeks back. So I'm back up on top of the world again. Yeah. No cancer. Okay. Right. Um, and I get this kidney infection. Yeah. Because one of the tubes that, is going from my left kidney over to the bag got clogged from scar tissue. Ah, so yeah. now that now that tube is obviously it's inside of you and you didn't realize it was clogged. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So until I started having excruciating pain, I started throwing up. You know, all the symptoms. I ended up with a blood disease or a blood um, infection because infection, of that. Yeah. So they had to um, rush me into surgery and stick a freaking hose into my kidney to drain. Yeah which is oh. still in there right now. Yeah. They went in there last week to fix it <laughs> yeah. and figured out that they couldn't remove the blockage. So now they're looking like April for this surgery. And but uh, are you, I'm assuming you're not in pain because you're sitting here talking to us in good spirits. Are you, you I know, mean, it really doesn't hurt unless I actually like pull on the, the tube or anything like that, you know, but okay. uh, so there's discomfort, the part, but you're not, you're not yeah. in excruciating pain. Right. I got you. Jesus, dude. Yeah. So when they're giving you, like we said, the initial, uh, are you in the hospital when they're asking you, or when they're when they're telling you all this shit? Are you at home? Like, what's the? No, I'm I'm up there going to appointments. You know, just meeting with doctors Mm -hmm. and stuff. And And they're like, we're gonna we're gonna cut this and cut this and cut this and see in two weeks. (laughs) And you're just like, you gotta go home and think about all this shit that's getting ready to happen to you, and then you go back in. Right. Yeah. I mean, and all the all the while is going through, you know, either chemo or radiation or both. And, you know, I, I pretty much drove myself to almost every appointment that I had up there. Wow. Um, there were a few times there where I was just getting so weak that I couldn't I didn't feel like I was safe to drive. So my mom took me a few times and gotcha, you know, but I'm wow. sitting there in the waiting room watching these freaking old Vietnam vets go in and out of freaking yeah. treatment. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done riding with other people. I'm going to drive my damn self up here. Yeah. And because uh, they're like 78 years old with hip replacements. Really? Getting, yeah. Getting walking around like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, did, they, exactly. did they attribute this to anything that I was going to ask? That. Was there anything preventative you could have done? Obviously, colon cancer. Like what the fuck caused it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, You know, it's it's if you read about it, it's all pretty much lifestyle. It's the okay. eating processed foods, drinking. All the shit in our food. All the shit yeah. in our food. Okay. Yep. Cool. That, that's the main thing. The processed food is, is yeah. one of the biggest causes. And they've actually dropped it down from getting checked at 50 to 45 now. Yeah. So, oh God, you guys need up. to be I getting just... checked out, man. Go I get just... checked out, Roy. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, the fuck you're not. I haven't even hit 40 yet. <laughs> I'll be 40 this year. <laughs> Dude, listen, uh, I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, but, Tommy, but I have had so many GI problems. I just, 
just uh, last week, I went into the GI doctor to have my stomach and esophagus scoped again. Just happened six months ago. Hmm. Like My insides have just been jacked up for a long time, and I have had so much blood work. I've had biopsies. I've had tons of fucking work done. Yeah. And, and they all come back. Everything's fine. Huh. The fuck it is. That's crazy. Yeah. The fuck it is. My father-in-law had to get that uh, balloon put in his throat and spread out his esophagus because he couldn't swallow like the most minute little really? things. Yeah. Wow. Swelled over time. And when he was like 58 or 59 years old, he just like aspirin. He was trying to take an aspirin and he started choking. Wow. And come to find out his esophagus was almost closed all the way shut. That's so, crazy. Yeah, man. I, I need that to lose weight. Fuck. There's a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy, we, we missed one crucial thing um, that we always talk about on this podcast. How is the weather in West oh, Virginia? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it anything like Maryland where it's freezing one day and a spring yeah. warm day the next day? Well, that's how the basement flooded, dude. I mean, it was freaking yeah. freezing cold. We're having then a big it, fall right now. Then it was now. 60 and yep. freaking yeah. rained like crazy downpour. Yes, it did. Yeah. And I went down. The heater wasn't working. I went down, opened the basement. And you're like, uh, shit. I, yeah, all of our yeah. shit's floating. And I'm oh, like, my God. dude. That was a scary night. It rained like a motherfucker that night. I don't know if yeah. it happened in the evening for you, but for here it was. And I was just like... Sitting on the couch, like, it sounds like there's a goddamn freight train outside. It's just pouring down rain. And, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, that sucks, man. Your fucking basement, you're going through all this medical shit, your, your heater <laughs> stops working and shit. It's like, bro. But what do you do? Like, you fucking, you've already had the worst of it, right? Like, what right. else? Like, it doesn't fucking matter if your car, if you went out and your truck didn't start, like, you'd probably be like, Eh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, that yeah. was uh, it. That happened all winter long. Oh my Your god! Truck, we, we couldn't figure out what was what was killing the battery, but every two to three days, I'd have to go out and jump it to get it started. Oh, it, like had a draw on it. Did you find out what it was? No, I never Still. did. I just I ended up going and getting a new battery and haven't had any problems with it. So. I thought you were gonna say go get a new truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, I don't see that happen. My yeah. truck's twelve years old now, so I one hundred ninety six thousand miles on it. Yeah. So, so we got this next surgery coming up in a few months. Um, we're obviously optimistic and hopeful that everything goes well. Um, after that, what's, what's the plan for Crooked River Forge? What's the plan for Tommy? What's, what, what's next after, after you get over this, hopefully the last hurdle? I mean, you never know, but like, good God willing, it's the last fucking hurdle, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, because I need, you know, something to do, um, I've mm -hmm. actually started uh, taking classes to learn how to do gunsmithing. Nice. And uh, I'm going to add gunsmithing to uh, Crooked River Forge's repertoire. Um, you know, not not anything like, Over uh, the I don't want to say full-time. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I still want to do the knife thing, and I still want to do, you know, majority of that. Yeah. But uh, I, I love guns myself, and I like mm -hmm. working on them, and... Uh, I just uh, I feel like there's there's nobody around here that that really does it anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of like a dying art, like they said knife making was back before sure. this jump start happened. Yeah. Um. So thank you, Forge and Fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say gunsmithing, I'm assuming because there's like 
modern gunsmithing and there's old antique flintlock style gunsmithing. You're you're probably gonna fall in the modern gunsmithing category. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, maybe Custom older trigger stuff, mechanism stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got you. you know, there's so many guys out there building ARs and Glocks yeah. and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. I'm probably not gonna get involved with all that. Um, about a year or so, maybe two years ago now, there was a guy up in Ohio, someone sent me or I found a, on Marketplace, there was a gunsmith guy um, selling a copy lathe and I mean, for like big money. Um, and he was an old timer. And his stipulation was, if you buy this, you're not just buying the tools and equipment, you're buying the business and okay. you have to keep it going on. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, that's an awful big ask for someone willing to pay you like $30,000 for all their shit. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of really specialized tools and equipment in there. And um, do you think you're going to make your own stocks? I mean, is that the kind of, is that where I, you want to go? I doubt it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of the repairing stuff. Like I've got a little mm -hmm. 22 rifle that belonged to my uncle Jack that uh, actually blew up on me when I was a kid. Oh, and cool. It's it's sat in a freaking bag, all jacked up for like. Why years. were you shooting like twenty two longs in it? It was for shorts or something. No, I don't know if I didn't have the breech all the way shut, but uh, whatever happened, I was shooting at a squirrel up in a tree, and yeah. I just remember that <laughs> I went blind by myself down in the woods. For like shut your eyes. Nice and scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty scary. Oh, I had a gosh. Derringer blow up in my hand. Oh shit! You know the little the little pocket yeah. Derringers? Because I put are a scary man. Yeah, I put a yeah. yeah tell me they're scary. Your <laughs> finger is like right next to the barrel when the bullet comes out. I don't yeah. know. Those, those Derringers were supposed to be like uh, pocket purse. Uh, your pistols. fingers can't fit in that trigger thing. No, this was, this no was in eighth grade. I was around oh, 160, okay. 165. <laughs> they don't even have trigger guards on them. No. Oh. Uh -uh. And. <laughs> I put a 22 long in it or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but the side of the barrel just. Damn, and I was like, dude. what the hell was that? And you got lucky. That, yeah, nothing happened, but I was holding it in my hand and it was literally just the butt in my hand. Oh, and my God. Else, everything else Jeez. was gone. And uh, yeah, we had shot it like twice before that. You know, it was like, when do you have an opportunity to shoot a Derringer? My buddy had one. He's like, man, check this thing out. And we were, and you he fucked it up. Yeah, he shot like two rounds through it, and I just shot the same shit he did, and it was like that was too much for it. But my cousin carries one in his pocket all the yeah, time, that's and it's crazy. like a thirty-eight. Oh what? wow, no shit. That's yeah, worse. it's like a little hand, <laughs> hand dude. <laughs> yeah, no way, dude. Yeah, I'd, I was, I'd rather just have a regular sidearm than carry that. I mean, thing. the bullet is practically sticking out the this, end of the barrel. When exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Man. That's crazy. Guns are fun though. I enjoy shooting guns. So, really um, speaking of guns and hunting, oh, we had, didn't talk about hunting. Have you? Were you able to do any sort of hunting? I know that you you're a big hunter, and I know you, you had videos of you shooting bows and stuff. Yeah. Uh, were I, you able, uh, are you were able to do any of that sort of stuff? Well, so I had a COVID scare that allowed me to hunt the first two weeks of archery season because they put mm -hmm. me in quarantine and and wouldn't let me come in for the surgery so i was like well screw it i'm gonna go hunt and what just because you had been exposed to it or whatever yeah yeah what another crazy fucking wrench oh, don't even spoke. get me started oh man. yeah man you're going through all this shit and then you got covid on top of it it's like dude can you catch a break right it's like roy said it's kind of crazy going through all this shit and yeah yeah but you're able to get out and go hunting because did, they're like yeah. get the fuck and out I, of here uh, 
you're in quarantine, so you're like, I'll use I'll use this time to go hunting. Yeah. And I um I passed on a six point little six point buck the first day. He walked yeah. right underneath my stand, and I was like, uh, I'd rather see him grow up a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. So I let him go, and then I didn't see another buck the whole time. So yeah, That's I didn't even get a shot at anything. And I took the youngster out. We did a little squirrel hunting a couple times, and uh, in between. That's cool. Yeah. So that was what good. do you guys squirrel? What do you guys squirrel hunt with? Twenty twos. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if it's twenty twos or twelve gauges. My wife used to hunt uh, squirrel with her dad with twelve gauge. That's what my dad used. Yeah, I used I mean, a sixteen gauge growing up. That I shoo! mean, you're eating freaking <clears throat> more <clears throat> shots Lots of lead. Meat. Lots yeah. of lead. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy. I was explaining to my wife, I don't know, a little bit ago that we used we used to go squirrel hunting quite a bit, and. The, the amount of effort that goes into cleaning and cooking those for, like, yeah, the amount dude, of it's meat a pain that you get, ass. right? Just, I, I don't think I've ever had squirrel that wasn't covered in fur. That, that shit just <laughs> sticks <yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Cook off. Same thing with dove. I know they're not bad to clean, but it's such a pain in the ass. I love dove. I think dove is delicious. Like I bacon never would have guessed that. Bacon-wrapped yeah. dove on You the just grill. like it because there's bacon. No, well, that that's probably a big. I mean, you can put bacon around dog shit. And, and oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> Little bacon covered dog shit. What's wrong with you? Well, Fucking idiot. That's a nice fitting end to this podcast, isn't it? Bacon wrapped dog shit. <laughs> Tommy, so, is there anything else you want to get out there for like our, our GoFundMe things? Anything you want to promote, man? Like. No, More man, I don't, I don't even feel right asking anymore. Like I, I well, you're not bad. asking, you're not asking. You're just, you're, you're fucking dude. You're going through hard times. You have a community behind you willing to help you. Just like you said that I see in your Instagram, your books are closed and I'm assuming that's cause you're so fucking busy now. Yeah. Well, right? I took that, that pre-order and, yeah. uh, and that was, that was crazy. I had no idea. Um, how many did you end up selling? Um, well, what I did was I took like five chef style pieces like paring oh, okay. knives the utility yeah. knives the santucos and then uh-huh. the big chef and i was like okay i'm gonna make these five styles i'm gonna what make five of santuco? each santuco? Um, santuco in japanese means three processes like uh, slice mince and and chop, oh, okay you know okay. so gotcha um it's it's like more of a vegetable knife gotcha. but uh so I'm Chris gonna, like Chris doesn't no, eat vegetables. vegetables no. <laughs> He's veggie free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've heard of vegetarians? I'm the opposite. Right on. <laughs> if it's green, it's not for me. You're so stupid. You're anyway. You talk about being a child. <laughs> Body yeah, runs so, on chocolate and bullshit, Roy. God. <laughs> All right. So you had. So I took, his I did, ignorance. I did five of those for yep. each one of those types of knives, and then I yep. did five different like edcs or hunters mm-hmm. and i did a quantity of five for each one of those that i posted so nice. you know there 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 i went with pretty much some of my more popular models right. that people, yeah okay yeah, yeah. so that's what i, I think was that's, gonna ask are they all different or are you just yeah they're quite different yeah cool but cool. uh you know some of them like I was just amazed at how quick some of them went and i was like man i maybe i should have just focused on more of those but it, it makes gave you people feel, options. It gives you like this. I, I don't know about you guys, but I get like this fucking rush when I'm working on something that I'm passionate about that I like. And mm-hmm. then people are willing to give us money for that thing because they yeah. like it so goddamn much. 
I get like this fucking rush that runs through. He's like, damn, because I know exactly what you're talking about, being scared about something. You're like, fuck, let's see what this does. Yep. And then it blows up out of the water, and you're like, oh, shit, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That shit's happened to me, the same thing. And I'm like, you know, is this going to do anything? Is anybody even going to like this? Because you're your own worst enemy. You think, like, your shit's mediocre because you see it all the time. But yeah. everybody else that sees it, it's not, you know, it's it's something new to them. And they have an opportunity to buy a piece of what you're doing. It's it's really something special, man. It's it's really cool. And, and I think a lot of people out there, well, I don't think, I know a lot of people take that for granted. And they think that no matter what they put out, mm-hmm. it's going to sell, sell, sell. It's going to hit. Yeah, it's like, no, there's a point where once once everybody has your thing, they don't give a fuck about you anymore. <laughs> you know what you I know mean? What? Like, and a, a buddy of mine said keep that it to fresh me and keep recently. It and, yeah. He's like, you know, so you pretty much probably have this market all squashed out around here, right? And I was like, yeah. dude, you would think that, but yeah. I've got guys that have bought two, three, four, five knives coming back for more. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's just crazy. <clears throat> so I want to I want to hit on that real quick. We can't we all off put here. out the same shit, Tommy. We can't all put out the <laughs> here same we go. exact <laughs> fucking thing for the last ten fucking years and here expect people to buy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, you're uh, just like what you're saying. Your argument is pretty weak in that because you use the same fucking argument every goddamn What's time. What's up? Oh, oh you just <laughs> put that in my fucking ass. Oh, it's the same fucking thing, you idiot. <laughs> So here's what I've also noticed. What's that? Because people get into this cycle where, you know, they they reach this level of, um, I don't want to say saturation or maturation, but like they get to a point where, I mean, kind of like what you're talking about, you're you're putting out very similar, comparable things to what you've been doing. Um, but I see people that get into this cycle where it's like I gotta one up myself every single time, and then it becomes like this gaudy, flashy, it doesn't have to be a knife or an axe or whatever. Yeah. Like It's just everything is over the top because they're always chasing that shiny thing that they think people want. And there's a lot to be said to just like dialing it back to the fucking basics of like, yeah. this This is how I got here and people like and appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that too. Like case in point, I know we all like to fish, especially mm-hmm. all three of us, the, the yeah. ugly stick. The ugly mm-hmm. stick. Like, everybody knows the ugly stick, and everybody <laughs> right. probably owns an ugly stick. And what is it? It's the most plain Jane yeah. rod that you can buy, but it is, like, durable. You know what you're getting. And think about yeah. that guy. It's like, man, I'm going to this, competing with everybody. It's like, what's well, probably the number one selling rod on the planet? Because right. that guy, didn't, he didn't deviate from what he was doing. It just stuck to this, what yeah. everybody else probably thought was plain Jane, and, you know, did, did very, very well. So Right on. Yeah. You just do what you do and do it well and just be the best at what you do. And yeah, there's Yeah, man. Yeah. And I think I think you're doing exactly that, Tommy. I look at your stuff um and it's very it's very unique, it's very discernible and whenever I see your stuff, I'm just like, "Oh god, like that one why is he fucking still working?" Yeah. Uh, just go rest. <laughs> and then two, it's like, "God, that Everything that this motherfucker puts out is gorgeous, and I'm sorry I don't own any of your stuff. A lot of I'm like just I don't own any of your stuff, but I know it's beautiful. I've seen it in person, I've touched it, I felt it. Um, it's amazing stuff. So everyone listening, go to Tommy's 
website, go to Instagram, support this guy. He's doing amazing things. And I just fucking love you to death, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, right back absolutely. at you guys, man. Yeah, I love we what got you guys no. are doing. Sweet. Um, Chris, especially, man. I, I see you Don't freaking thank take, him. I take I, I see you take a freaking hunk of rusty shit and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, what the fuck is he thinking? And then yeah, I see I, it, you know what? That's I see it working like a week later and I'm like, holy fuck, man. That's yeah. awesome. I say the same exact thing when I'm in the middle of doing it, Tommy. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I have I'm no making idea. bad life choices um, here. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. But, but you're you breathing know, life back in the shit that, you know, is the way that it used to be done right. centuries ago. And that's that's an amazing thing. That's the way I like to think about it. You know, I tell everybody I'm not getting rich off of this shit. I'm not making a ton of money. But damn it if I'm not putting some cool tools back out in the world. And that gets me more fucking excited than anything. Right on. Especially getting people that are passionate about the cool tools, you know, and want to have this old, you know, because there's modern options for everything that I'm doing. You know, you can buy a modern drill press. You could buy a modern vice. But But they're not made as well. They're not made as well. That's right. You know, you're not going to go and and take one of these Harbor Freight freaking pieces of equipment and restore it 20 years from now. (laughs) Exactly. It ain't going to be anywhere around. There's a reason why, you know, 68 and 69 Chargers are still around, 69 Camaros. Ain't nobody going to restore a 93 Honda Civic, (laughs) you know, in 2042. Right. Right. Yeah. They they want the real, the real. I mean, that case in point, I don't know if you guys saw it or not. I went and looked at this forge that was in this concrete plant this morning. The fucking thing weighs 20,000 pounds. Holy shit. Like, you couldn't make that today. I mean, they, no. would, they wouldn't make it today. They they come up with some chintzy alternative. But, right. Um, yeah, and I'm going to get that thing, and I'm going to bring it back here. I got to take it take it apart in pieces, obviously, because I don't have a way to haul 20,000 pounds. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. We Again, like Roy said, Tommy, we appreciate everything you do, whether we – uh, vocalize it to you or message you. Honestly, I'm going to leave you a fuck alone. I, 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 I come in your comments and say, uh, you know, right. I'm glad you're doing well and all that shit. But um, at the same time, again, you know, if I'm going through shit, I want to be left the fuck alone. Roy's the same way. Yeah. Um, and just know that there's plenty of people out here in the community that love what you do. We love your, I, I very much love you sharing your story with us because for as bad as people think they have it, they don't yeah. fucking have it that bad. And they just got like shit you, on what Tommy. What was your fucking one-liner you said, Tommy? I got to fucking... Shit. I want to get that laser... <laughs> I want to get that lasered into my shop door. You guys listen to that. They just that, say people's problems and, are... are well, everybody's problems are big to them. Yes, everybody's yeah. problems are big to them. So if you're hey. ever having a bad day, go follow Crooked River Forge and see all the shit he's going through. <laughs> hey. Seriously, yeah. straight up, whenever you posted that picture... I think it was Monday. You yeah. had. Um, I looked at it, and I and I and I. Whenever people post a whole bunch of text, I'm just like, oh, I'm so lazy. I don't even want to read it. But I, I, I know I'm the same <laughs> way, and I, I kind of I lay that out there out front, like, hey, yeah. this is a long one, so yeah. if you don't if you don't want to read it all, you know. I make a point to read yours because I know the shit that you're going through, and I read it and I got choked up, and then I looked at the pictures. And I started to cry like (laughs) tears were coming down my face because I was like, no man should have to go through what this guy's going through. And for you to put it out there, yeah, yeah. no one should have to go through. And it's been this onslaught for a year and a half. 
And I and I've said it so many times on your post. When are you going to get a fucking break? And I'm yeah. pulling for you a thousand fucking percent, man. I love you to oh, death. Yeah. And I just your positivity is infectious. And just just keep fucking doing it. And just keep fucking fighting. Just keep yeah, fucking man. fighting. That's you're all I can a, do, man. You're a yeah. bad. You're a bad, bad dude, Tommy. And again, we really, really appreciate you sharing your story with us. And uh, to all the people out there listening, if you ever think you're going through some shit. Tommy's got you fucking beat by a mile. <laughs> and I'm not trying to do that, man. Yeah, yeah. no, I understand. But no, I but. think it's 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 very good what you're doing. And for the listeners out there, I know this was a little stray from our normal shooting the shit, me and Roy making fun of each other all the time. But there needs to be a sense of realism in what we do in whether it be craft, the community and all this shit. You mm-hmm. know, um, I've known people that I've connected with through the Instagram platform and through social media that they're no longer with us. And <laughs> Uh, I regret a lot of the opportunities that I had in person to right. not, you know, be extend my hand out a little further and, you know, you okay, everything going good, how's your health, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us overlooked that and we just go, 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 go. And it seems like that's what happened with you. You were going, 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 and then it's like, er, you know, <laughs> yeah. slam on the fucking brakes. That's and, exactly uh, right, you know, man. Life hit you with a fucking baseball bat covered in nails. So, <laughs> you know, for, but, um, yeah, again, anything else, Tommy, anything you want to promote and plug, man, the floor is yours. No, I appreciate it guys. And you know, I know there's not a whole lot. No, we appreciate right you now. buddy. We appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. You don't have to do this and hang out with a bunch of fucking knuckleheads, but we appreciate you coming on the show the first oh, time man. when it was in its inception. And back. We were trying to figure out what we were doing with this whole thing. And you were one of our first guests yeah. towards yeah, the yeah. beginning there. Um, but guys crooked, He's part of the underscore crew. I had to, man. Yeah, you got to get on the fucking train. Get with it, Roy. Crooked underscore river underscore four. Tommy Matthews. Go follow him. Don't fucking bother him in his DMs. Don't ask him to make you a special knife. Just let the man do his fucking thing. He's got plenty of other shit going on. He doesn't need you in his DMs. But show him some love. Reshare this fucking episode. Maybe this episode can help somebody out, guys. In your stories. Plaster this bitch all over the internet. Let's see it. Let's give Tommy some love. And maybe we can help somebody else out there that's struggling through some some hard times. That's what it's all about. That's it, man. You got anything else, Roy? I'm good. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, guys. On the Axe in Iron podcast.